0: I think that's also what's so fascinating about intuition, where people think like, oh, well, I obviously don't have intuition because I don't see dead people and I don't smell patchouli in the air when some <laughs> dead person is crossed over, walking over. And and so we we kind of numb ourselves to think like, oh, it's not me, because I don't get it in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. We, we're not supposed to all get it in the exact same way. We have a very unique system of how we interpret messages. Some of us are more visual. Some of us are more kinesthetic. And, and so it shows up in different ways, but that's what's so fascinating. The more that you really dive into meditation and your own spiritual practices, the more you develop sort of a language with your higher self and with your guidance system. So these little subtle hints or little messages that come through on a daily basis and it can be subtle like make sure you pack an umbrella today and you're maybe your left brain is like "La, there's no logical reason for that not not i don't need it but your intuition is kind of like well maybe just like just throw it in the bag Mm -hmm. what's the harm and when you do those things and like the sky sort of clouds over and you're like oh Oh, yeah i knew it i got that hit." But we've all experienced the opposite, too, where we haven't listened to our gut instincts or we've questioned or we stayed in sort of back and forth indecision and then later regretted it and like, oh, I knew that I shouldn't have done the thing and I did it anyway and uh, I'm mad at myself because I should have listened. And I still have that. That happens to me sometimes as well.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Revelation Project podcast. Today I'm with Emily Ahrens, who is the most sought after intuitive healer for female empire builders. I love that so much. Female (laughs) empire builders. She's best known for getting her clients out of overwhelm and burnout and unlocking the wisdom to create business and soul alignment. For over two decades, Emily has been practicing healing work directly with powerful visionaries and teaching them how to tap into their intuition and activate quantum growth in their business. Please join me in welcoming Emily.
0: Hey, Emily. Hey, you can hear like the studio eyes.
1: Yay. Yay. (laughs) So good. It's better than opening with wah, wah, wah. Emily has such a sense of humor. I've had a chance to, you know, visit with her, obviously, before this. And it's all good. We both have an oracle card addiction. And so we're learning all these things about each other. (laughs) Yeah. So um, you've got two kids at home today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we may be experiencing little people here. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. So just let's just start with tell me more. Tell me, you know, about your the favorite. Well, let's start with this. You had opened today with I feel so spacious today because. Mm,
0: Yeah, I do. So yesterday from the time we were recording, I did a brand new Workshop. And it's called the Business and Soul Alignment Experience. And it's something that I've put a lot of energy into over the last month and a half or so. So yesterday was like da-da-da. We did the first round. And I felt nervous like a week ago, but then yesterday I was lit up. I was so excited. I was just honored to be able to share this information. And, you know, you read my bio. I mean, I've been doing energy healing for over 22 years and yet I had never shared information like this in this way. And one of the areas that was really satisfying for me was when I asked, I had a slide, which by the way, I've never used slides before. Fun fact, I'm just... (laughs) I am such a like fly by the seat of my pants. You you were saying you saw one of my like lives that I was doing, and I'm very interactive in that way. And so to use slides in the past was very limiting for me. And mm-hmm. and I just felt too heavy. And at this point, I was like, I actually think that slides will be beneficial to show visuals of what I am seeing in my mind, because nobody can see it unless I show them. Right. So it was like, this is for you. It's not for me. This is for you to see. And is exactly what happened. So I showed this slide that was the chakra system. Like you have that little thing behind you. We were chatting about that and it was the chakra system next to the endocrine system, and I basically asked the question: Did you know that the endocrine system is exactly in the same exact spot, literally, physically, where your chakras are? And I said, just put in the comments. You know, is it new to you or is it something you already knew? And the comments blew up. This is brand new. I've never heard of this. This is brand new. Oh my gosh, mind blown! And so for me, I'm like, okay. This is exactly the point of why I needed to do it in this way. I was like high-fiving myself and it felt so good to be able to share how stress impacts us on an energetic level and a physiological level. And as entrepreneurs, if we're not addressing those stressors, we're going to find ourselves feeling blocked and stuck and sometimes maybe blaming, shaming, or feeling ridiculously bad about ourselves. For uh, like just reasons that are just unfair. I know I've done it. And if I've been out of alignment and feeling heavy, it's really easy to blame myself for stuff that maybe isn't even my fault or is just like timing or I just wasn't fully aligned and I didn't really know why. And so that's part of what I've been doing for a really long time. And this workshop was the first time to really put it out there. So for me, I felt a huge expansion. And even last night I was putting my kids to bed and I had this like tingly sensation up my arm in the, well, the last time I felt that I was getting electrocuted slightly at our Airbnb <laughs> it was a little different than that. Fun facts, <laughs> fun facts by am. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, because I, here's the other thing. Like I was walking over this spot and we, had, we rented a pool, a house that had a pool. And I was walking over the spot that had like lights. And I was like, oh, I was feeling a sensation. And for me, I'm like usually the weirdo in the room that like feels and senses things that nobody else can. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of used to not saying anything. I'm just like, "Huh, okay. I'm just kind of getting curious with this. Mm-hmm. And then my son says something. He's like, oh, that hurt. And I was like, oh, did you feel that too? Wow. <laughs> and then that cued me to be like, oh, we're actually getting slight little voltage shocks right now. Okay. So we took care of that. But before that time, I was in Sedona and we were doing a healing with a horse. And if anybody has done Healing work with horses—you know how powerful their energy is and how grounded. But just really mm-hmm. what it brings through you. And we did this. I'm going like right, right for it. Go, so yeah, do it. <laughs> so I'm like, we don't. We, we just like skip the small talk here. Yeah. Um, Just so hit it. Hit it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we had this first moment where Adele, the woman who had the horse ranch, she pulled the horse out. We we're talking and talking to the horse, and then she says, "Put your hand on her and just sort of feel her energy." And then we're going to each do an embodiment statement. And so we go, "Okay, great, let's do an embodiment statement." She starts talking and she's like, "I'm the embodiment of joy and freedom," and like all of a sudden it was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I couldn't hear a word she said because internally, I started feeling all lit up. All this energy started to like surge through my system. And I'm hearing these voices and it's like, I am the embodiment of mothers, Isis and Nefertiti. And I'm like, basically my head looking at them with like side. eye. like, listen, I'm not saying this. I am not saying this. I'm not saying it. And and then it was like, my body was like possessed. My hand goes up. It was like, I would like to go next. (laughs) And I'm like, bitch, put your hand down. Like, no. And <laughs> I literally said to her, I don't want to say this. I raised my hand and I go, I don't want to say this. Mm-hmm. And she's just looking at me like, you don't have to say anything that you don't want to say. And I just was like, I'm the embodiment of Mother's Isis and Nefertiti. And then as soon as these words, like, as I say it again, I get this full body sensation. Wow. But as it happened, my whole, my whole left arm was like being electrocuted. And I felt like I was holding a staff. Yeah. I felt it in my hand and I felt like this electricity, like I was being shocked and this energy surging through my body up and down and out in all the different directions. And felt like my hair was like, like, you know, being electrocuted and it was the most expanding voltage I'd ever felt. And So I, I say that because, you know, I just want to let your audience, I am full on like woo woo weirdo. That is who I am. But what happened yesterday after the workshop was this another like zingy Mm -hmm. thing that happened. So I was feeling that connection to that event, but then this deeper connection of like, oh sister, you are, you're full on, you're in the zone, you're expanding. And so my system was just telling me that. And I'm certainly integrating today yes but also feeling super good and feeling really expanded and
1: yeah because there really is no better feeling and first of all to acknowledge that sometimes it's easy well first of all you shared about the first actual electrocution experience which wasn't that right no nope not it but discerning yeah As time goes on, like what it feels like to feel alignment with something. Or I've recently been noticing, for example, that on my left shoulder, I'll get like a tingling Mm. in certain circumstances. It's almost like pay attention, pay attention. Yes. And just noticing what those signals and signs are. And what you're also expressing or articulating, I think, is this whoosh of energy that also comes in and it's so clearing and so potent. Mm. It's just mm. really a beautiful way to experience like our aliveness. Oh yeah, and also yeah, just it comes with its own inspiration and joy and and so I'm making up that that's something that you also help your people get. Yeah, that's what you help your your entrepreneurs get in touch with, right? It's like yeah, plugging their business into the alignment socket.
0: Oh, for sure. And I've I've had clients say like, you know, your your energy is kind of it draws me in and it's like addictive. Like I want to be around it. And I appreciate I appreciate that for sure. And I actually, and I showed that yesterday in the workshops. Like I I want you to feel ignited. I want you to feel let up. I want you to feel that spark again or for the first time inside of you. And I think what's interesting is like what you point out is you feel a sensation on your left side when this happens. I might feel something else when something else happens. We all have a different way of receiving information and interpreting it. I think that's also what's so fascinating about intuition, where people think like, oh, well, I obviously don't have intuition because I don't see dead people and I don't smell patchouli in the air when some <laughs> dead person is crossed over, walking over. And and so we we kind of numb ourselves to think like, oh, it's not me because I don't get it in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. We, we're not supposed to all get it in the exact same way. We have a very unique system of how we interpret messages. Some of us are more visual. Some of us are more kinesthetic. And, and so it shows up in different ways, but that's what's so fascinating. The more that you really dive into meditation and your own spiritual practices, the more you develop sort of a language with your higher self and with your guidance system. So these little subtle hints or little messages that come through on a daily basis and it can be subtle like make sure you pack an umbrella today and you're maybe your left brain is like "La, there's no logical reason for that not I don't need it but your intuition is kind of like well maybe just like just throw it in the bag Mm -hmm. what's the harm and when you do those things and like the sky sort of clouds over and you're like oh Oh, yeah I knew it I got that hit but we've all experienced the opposite, too, where we haven't listened to our gut instincts, or we've questioned, or we stayed in sort of back and forth indecision, and then later regretted it. And like, oh, I knew that I shouldn't have done the thing, and I did it anyway. And ugh, I'm mad at myself because I should have listened. And I still have that. That happens to me sometimes as well. But it's actually
1: reminding me. So I used to do kind of this shamanic, photography part of the revelation project. And it was about witnessing, you know, one woman in a workshop experience, you know, really using the camera as a way for her to kind of reclaim all the places she might have disassociated with herself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And before the actual workshop, I would always be kind of having her on my mind. Yeah. The week before or whatever and inevitably I would end up putting something into the wardrobe bag or into the you know that it was just for her and so yeah. she might say like oh yeah like I wish I had thought about the fact that I have this relationship to feathers and suddenly I'm like whipping the feathers out of my bag mm-hmm. because like I knew like there was like something these, <laughs> these feathers <laughs> You know, are these the feathers you speak of? You know, and just, and so many times women would be like, What is happening right now? And I'd be like, yeah. This is the Revelation Project. I have right. no idea what is happening right now. Yeah. yeah.
0: But there's a reason for that. It's because you were in her energy field. Yes. And she was allowing you and accepting you and inviting you into her field. That's the same thing that happens to me before client sessions. And I, it wasn't usually a week in advance. That's that's remarkable, I think. For me, again, we're, we're like same saying, but different. Yeah. For me, I don't want to slash don't need to access their energy until just before. But similarly from the moment I wake up, if I have a client session that day, I'm picking a workout that is like kind of unique to that person, what they needed mm-hmm. to
1: get. Yeah. Even totally. if I'm doing,
0: let's say yoga and I'm like, Oh, that's an interesting pose. I haven't done this for a while. And I'm kind of understanding how I'm feeling in this pose and what is it bringing up for me? And that always translate into, into the session. And similarly, There'll be notes and ideas and things that starts to pop up, which is probably exactly what used to happen to you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That is like very unique and very specific to that person. And that's just because their energy field was open. You were accessing some of that energy. And also you can't access people's fields truly unless they're allowing you to. I mean, you can feel somebody's energy, but you're not going to get deeper stuff than that unless you're really truly invited to. I think
1: that there's so much to be said as well for just, like you were alluding to earlier, just kind of trusting and not making it be, you know, not being too attached. Mm-hmm. Because there's also the truth of the matter is, is like, I kind of treated and continue to treat every day as if whatever happens is exactly what's supposed to be there. Yeah. And it just brings a tremendous amount of freedom and, and levity and playfulness into my everyday work, whether it's jumping on a podcast or working with a client. And just again, it's like, I remember all the time as well that I'm not going to make that connection if I'm super weighted down. Because there Mm -hmm. is something to bringing that playfulness and that levity to our energy that enables us to actually connect with that energy to begin with. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like if we're heavy, if we're weighted down, if we're super depressed, it's actually sometimes harder to access that energetic field.
0: Oh, always. Yeah. I mean, this is... So part of the work that I teach around getting into alignment, the first thing that we do, which also very fitting for this episode, you set an intention, you cleared the space, you got us connected with each other. And anytime that I am teaching about intuition, chakras, alignment, I do the same thing. I set the time, I set the space. Mm -hmm. And so part of what we're doing is we're creating a safe, clear container, and we're taking off all of these extra filters. And a lot of times we are, our level of consciousness is like kind of low. Because it's being infiltrated by other thought forms that may not even be ours. And that might be stressing us out and that be pulling us sort of in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so as we kind of like, you know, Mr. Rogers, he would take off his sweater and shoes and put on the sweater and shoes for the day before he went in. Like it's literally, that's the mode. That's the energy you want to go into your day with. Like, I'm going to get rid of the things that don't serve me and support me. And I'm going to be available for clear, aligned energy to come through me. Anything that doesn't serve me is not necessary here, and affirm that whatever, like the trust piece, mm-hmm. anything that's going to be happening today, and I, I say that with my cl- my sessions with my clients, like whatever they require today is what's going to happen. Yeah, it's not about what I think they should have; it's what is right for them, and. Like I might think you should really have this particular kind of session. We need to focus on strategy. We need to focus on, we were talking about clearing Catholic school built, like whatever is on my agenda is like, it's so irrelevant Yeah. because we have to trust that our higher self is going to call in that next piece exactly as it should be. So, you know, clearing a safe container. And, And I can't even, this is another thing that I feel is so obvious because I've been doing energy healing for so long, but it's not obvious to most people. Which is to, to set the tone, to clear your space, to set an intention. We we pulled a car before this session. I did too. I let it like the day hasn't started unless I've let, lit my candle and burned sage and cleared myself. Right. And and likewise, after each client or after each thing that I do, I'm clearing myself and realigning again and again and again. And this is something I do periodically and especially For those of you are client-facing or you have customers who watch your videos or podcasts or they somehow access your energy field, you've got to clear your fields because they could be glomming on and you might not have any realization of it, not in a bad way, but sometimes that can be draining your life force energy and just because you haven't cleared it. And I actually tend to attract Hair hairstylists as well. And so we all know hairstyles are actually therapists, for, you know, it's people so tell true. them, right. It's like you go in and you spill your guts. And I've, I've had some of my clients are like, people have told me things they wouldn't tell their best friends or their partners or, you know, whatever. And, you know, think about that. If you are working on day-to-day client after client after client, and they are telling you like all this dirt on themselves and you're just kind of like, let me just put that in my backpack of stuff and I'll just carry that around for the rest of the day. Let me go home now. And I wonder why I feel like total crap. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. But if they did like the Mr. Rogers change a route, take off your clothes, change your outfit, refresh and reset yourself at the end of the day or better yet between every single client it feels so much better because you know, that's you're not taking on anybody else's stuff. And it's also so, somehow supportive for them because they're not dishing out stuff that they shouldn't be. And they can keep what's theirs or if they really don't want it, they can let it go and transmute that into some life supportive energy. Well, and I, you know right it's so this
1: there's this energetic hygiene and it, i had to learn that the hard way because when i first started doing that work that i was telling you about i would come home and i would be I have to go to bed, like I yeah. was exhausted, and I couldn't figure out why. And it's because yeah. I had like no license, right? Like I was out there like, driving without ever having been through, you know, drivers head. It was yeah. not the the way to go. But I think again, There's also that truth that when you are first starting out, there's all these assumptions that you should somehow know. And if you've been brought up like we were, you know, in the Catholic Church, this was not something that we got educated on. Mm. So, Emily, I want to ask you something because, first of all, I was absolutely so intrigued by what you said about the endocrine system, because I didn't know that either. Yeah. So I know. So <laughs> I want to first go back to that, ask you about that. And then I want to talk to you about meditation, because yeah. you had mentioned that as well. And I think that's really hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I am somebody who has, so when I think of endocrine, I think of thyroid, I think of metabolic. hmm. Mm -hmm. system. And it's obviously so important, not only for hormones, metabolizing our food, all of it. So endocrine system, take it away.
0: Yeah. So our endocrine system, it is uh, responsible for secreting hormones. So thinking of like the fight or flight hormones that get secreted when you're under stress versus like the happy hormones that keep you in that feeling of joy. So when we're under stress, it's not just a mental health issue. It is a whole body energy field system issue, because when you're, when your endocrine system is pumping you full of stress hormones, it's affecting all your tissues, your organs, your brain. And it does tend to stay in those different places in your body and those areas that it collects that gets stagnated. We can call that a block. So some people use the term block. Like I feel, I feel like I have an energy block. Or I feel like I, like, I'm going to put this new offer out there, but there's like a block of some kind. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we generally have an idea that we are blocked somehow, but don't always know the specifics to where and really more importantly, why it's there. So part of what we do and this kind of leads to meditation is, and part of what I do in the workshop is we just get quiet and starts to listen. So there's something that happens when we just stop and give ourselves permission to listen, is we start to get information. And so when we start to listen and get information, it could be because we have pain. It could be because we have stress. It could be because we've experienced some sort of trauma. And when you just physically stop, like don't walk, don't move around, just stop. And you can close your eyes and start to breathe. It doesn't take more than a few seconds, maybe a minute, Because for those of you who are like, listen, I don't have time to meditate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you. And you don't have to like stop your life. You just have to breathe and just listen. Just breathe. So we can all do that when we first wake up. We can all do that when we're sitting on the toilet. We can all do that when we're going to bed at night. We all stop at some point habitually. You don't have to make space for it, but eventually at some point, we get called to make space for it. Oh, yeah. So the problem is we're we're under stress and strain and that stress develops and it gets denser and denser and denser and it does form blocks. It also stays in our body. And there's people I've actually never read the book, The Body Keeps Score, but this stress settles into our tissues and organs and it can stay there as stagnant energy. And so if anybody's ever had a massage and all of a sudden the therapist gets to a spot and you're like, "Oh my, oh my god, I didn't know I hurt there until they started massaging it." And so there's that next piece of awareness where like you don't even realize what's going on until somebody pushes on it. The same goes for when you just close your eyes and tune into your body where are you being drawn? Where is their energy? And even if we take just a second right now, because they're talking about it and people's stuff is likely coming up for them to feel. I'm just noticing. I'm like, <laughs> mine is in my shoulders. It's like screaming, ugh. right? It's screaming. Everyone's like, wait, you, you called up the stress and now it's here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So if we just get quiet, breathe, And even if you imagine like a wave of energy kind of washing up and down your body and notice where the energy is just calling for you to bring some space into it and go into that space and just notice what is going on. Is it hold hold on (laughs) Graham's eating candy. We just got the update. Oh, Tristan Graham's in trouble. Tristan, please ask him to put the candy down and I can't have you come up here again right now. Okay, can you shut the door, please? How did he even, where's mean? Ke- even- the, the coffee thing. The, the coffee. Oh, got to close it. Tell him not now. Thank <laughs> you, dear. At least it
1: was for a really good reason. Mom, Graham's eating candy. Well, the best part is I didn't know that that was the name of the child was Graham. Yes. I thought it was like, Grandma, Grandma's eating candy. Yes.
0: But either way, it's awesome. My son, Graham. <laughs> And then they're going to come up and go, I wasn't eating candy. That wasn't me. Liar. Oh, my gosh. Okay.
1: So it will, <laughs> we'll, we'll try that again. We'll try that again. <laughs> it's so perfect. It's so good.
0: It's like now that you're meditating, can I
1: tell you something? Yeah. Yeah. Now that you're about to release the stress,
0: I, I just have to tell this you one
1: something. thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but see, that's also the point, right? Because this is it. We... We would say, okay, well, that's an interruption and it's not, it doesn't make sense. Of course it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Of course it makes sense to come in this moment Yes, where I am trying to meditate because this is, these are the triggers that show up, but this is also how we, like you're feeling the stress come up in your system, but also it's coming up in real life. Like this is truly happening. And this I mean, you can leave it in the podcast. I don't care. But one oh, yeah. of the first, one of the first times I taught meditation is actually a great story, a perfect analogy of life. So I was teaching for a rec center, a local rec center, and there was like maybe forty people in the room, and we we're all sitting in a little circle, and we we're talking about going into meditation and this and that. As I prep them, they're like, "Okay, let's get ready." As soon as we take our first deep cleansing breath together and exhale. Literally upstairs from us, the basketball team starts practice. So all that we are hearing is an exhale followed by just nonstop dribbling. Mm -hmm. And I didn't stop the meditation. I continued to go through the meditation and then closed. And what was interesting is that many folks in the class said, I actually, I heard it at the beginning, but then I, I, I stopped I stopped hearing it. Mm-hmm. And then there were folks who were like, I couldn't stop hearing it. It took me really out of the meditation. And so we're all having the same exact experience. The basketballs are happening, but some of us are able to breathe and shift our thoughts. And some of us are able to not do that. We focus on the sound, focus on the interruption, right. but that's life. This, this is life. This is a perfect example of It's like you can choose your thoughts. You're choosing. And that's what meditation does. It gives you that space to go, I'm not my thoughts. I'm thinking these thoughts and I'm kind of annoyed and pissed off and I'm worried and I'm stressed out and I'm freaking out and I have anxiety. And I could stay with that thought or I could separate and go, I'm not those thoughts. And I'm not those feelings. I'm the thinker of those thoughts. I'm the feeler of those feelings. So if I am the thinker of the thoughts, man, that thought makes me feel crappy. Mm -hmm. What thoughts can maybe make me feel a little bit better? And you can start to shift your thoughts. But before we get to shifting our thoughts, I like to just stay in the place of feeling. So I'm going to take us back into feeling. So if you stop and breathe and you bring that energy up and down your body, you'll notice where you're being drawn to bring more space in. And sometimes when you feel into that space just taking a deep breath and bringing white light into that space is beautiful and expansive but then also tuning into maybe what's going on what is this calling me in to tell me about what information does it have for me is there anything that I need to let go of is there anything I'm holding on to that no longer serves me Is it time to let that go now? And you can get inquisitive as long as you like, and you can leave it there or you can keep going. But I also invite folks to really just feel whatever it is that they're feeling because there's so much information in the feeling part. There really is. There's
1: so much information. And even as you were just talking, right, I was actually having some images come in, like the Mm -hmm. cover of Atlas Shrugged, where the guy is holding the world on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. And might you be doing that, Monica? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And also noticing that for women, what I tend to hear a lot is a lot in shoulders, a -hmm. lot in hips. Mm -hmm.
0: The shoulders are all about expectations. Mm -hmm. So that visual is like, ding it's spot on. It's all about expectations. So it's the expectations you put on yourself and it's the expectations other people put on you. Mm -hmm. And so we don't consciously throw expectations in our shoulders. It's happening on an unconscious level. It's just collective, but also our lifestyle, especially sitting at a desk, it kind of perpetuates this Position is posturing, and so that's why it is important to move our body and get stretches in, and do the things for self care that we know are going to address the issues in the shoulders, but also on an energetic level and on a emotional level, being able to really tap in to go like, what is that? Am, are they from me? Are they from other people? What specifically? And you can get really inquisitive. I really. I've had, I've had teachers who have been like, move the attention. You feel it? Move the attention. You feel a negative thought? Move the attention. And I'm like, that is literally spiritual bypassing. And if I continue to bypass my feelings, I am no longer having a human experience. I came here right. for a human experience. And so part of this is to process and to feel. And especially as women, what do we start to do? We start to cry and feel our feelings. And when we say, I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. let me suck it up. And I will stop having this feeling let me just bottle it up and shove it down somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere it's going to be explosive one day. We all know this, or it's going to cause that, that bottling up and suppression. It causes further blockages. So, you know, we talk about the shoulders, we talk about lower hips and lower back. And so these are really sacred areas, our sacral chakra right in front of our womb space. This is about creativity. And so if we notice that, creativity being stifled. We have lower back pain. I know for me, when I'm going through a deep expansion, I might get triggers in my neck and in my lower back. These are just my boo-boo spots. And I know what's going on. I know how to address them. I know it's not permanent. Of course, you're rubbing your neck and you're like, mm-hmm. damn, I need to get them. <laughs> and so this is what happens when we talk about it, it brings the tension to it and it raises our consciousness to that level. Our body is speaking to us. Yeah, We have to start listening and start to taking care of it. And so we have these different areas that need attention. They need to have that movement. And so instead of just moving your attention from it doesn't feel good, let's make it feel good, feeling it for some time, processing it and moving it through, sometimes it only takes 10 seconds, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's actually calling for something a little bit more. So it depends on what it is to see how long you want to stay there and how it needs to be moved. Also, you could ask it, how do you want it to move? I know for me, if I start to feel like a little tickle in my throat, I'm like, you know, people will go oh, getting sick. And they just let the sickness overcome them. But for me, I will ask, like, what is it that I need to know right now? What am I not hearing? What am I not listening to you say? What do you need? And sometimes what do you need to be healed? What do you need to be complete? What are you trying to tell me that I haven't heard yet? Mm -hmm. And I get inquisitive with those areas. And sometimes it's like, you just need to lay down and chill out. And then I don't get sick. Right. Sometimes I still do, but I'm listening.
1: Yeah, there's a difference. And I think, you know, just as you're saying, taking these moments, you know, whether it's when we're at the stove or like you said earlier, in the bathroom or in the shower to just bring that awareness, to just take these moments. If we can't take, you know, those, you know, nice, bigger stretches of time to take these smaller Incremental ways of reconnecting to ourselves and checking in. And you might have said this already because we were talking about, you know, the shoulders and the hips, but are those what you would consider, or what would you consider kind of the more commonly blocked chakras for entrepreneurs?
0: I see a lot of heart chakra. Really? Okay. Blockages. And not necessarily like there's a like a boulder in the heart. What I see very commonly is it's blown out like it is so expanded, like think of a hot air balloon with a hole torn in it, like it's just open and like splat open. And so chakras are typically like a cone shape where the narrow side comes into the root of the spinal column both forward and backward like a mirror reflection image and where our heart chakra is where we give and receive unconditional love if you are over giving oh yeah, if you are not setting boundaries I mean the boundaries and I and I feel like I always have to like say that slowly to people because. I feel like as women too, we're kind of taught not to have boundaries and that people maybe walk all over us because there is not really a boundary and God forbid you set a boundary because then you're a bitch and, or you're being, whatever the words are, however we interpret it for ourselves, sometimes it's not, doesn't feel safe to set a boundary. Sometimes we feel like other people should set the boundary and we'll just like deal with however they feel and not have our own feelings. So boundaries are very important in your heart chakra. And I also notice it a bit in throat chakra. This is about speaking your truth. This is about visibility. So if you notice, it's really hard to share your message. um, I know you were talking about writing a book, like talk about throat chakra, honey, like sharing your message, sharing your truth. And it's very, it's a very vulnerable place to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking from that that deep deep tenderness and and sharing that with the world. But what can happen is let's let's go into the heart chakra. If the heart chakra is blown out, or the heart chakra instead of being really strong in its container, knowing when to give and receive love, and having a strong self care practice if that is kind of blocked up, jammed up, droopy, blown out, if that's got what's going on here, then what happens is the energy that's wanting to come down through sores, coming down through crown chakra, down through third eye, down through throat, down through heart, then it kind of gets a little jammed up. So just like a kink in a water in the in a hose, the water will still kind of dribble out the end, yeah, but not to the degree that it could have if there wasn't a kink in the hose. Mm-hmm. And so then we see our lower chakras. So third chakra, solar plexus is all about trust, trusting our gut. This is, so then we can get into indecision. I don't know. Should I, shouldn't I? I don't know. And then just dis- discounting our intuition sometimes then in, it, then it blocks down to a second chakra. That's the creativity side, a room space, what we want to birth into the world and our root chakra. This is about safety, security, finances, family. And so We can see how our upper chakras are, can be open and lively, but then it can get kind of gummed up up here. So we want to be able to open up to set those state boundaries so that the energy can flow all the way through. Some of the practices that you can do to open up lower chakras is definitely movement, Mobility, hip swinging, like getting into that real divine feminine, like earthly deep squats and like hip swaying, mu- like movement, like salsa dancing, whatever it is to move your body and move the energy, really intentionally draw energy down to your lower energy centers, feeling like we do in yoga root down in our like tree pose or dancer's pose really feel the roots coming down and feel the energy flowing down to lower chakras. That's uh, just some easy ways that you can start to move the energy with you.
1: Well, and there we go with just the importance of the body work, because again, I think women have, for a long long time not only our lifestyles but there's been this restriction to our movement to mm. our f- or to our sense of freedom in our movement to our sensuality which is so connected to movement for sure and so you know it really is and I you know I raise my hand here and say like when I first started, really doing a movement practice, which was different from yoga, right? Because yoga feels very safe when you're moving with everybody else. And, <laughs> yeah. But when you actually are doing some freeform dancing or really just like, just some intuitive stuff or drumming or all of these things are so powerful. And I can remember feeling so self-conscious at first, oh, yeah. right? And totally. so I just fully gave myself permission to be connected to that side of myself that intuitively knows what I need, mm. and knows how to move. And yes, and that's when I think we really can clear some blocked energy. And that's also where you know, there's, we're gonna feel some emotion, it's gonna come up, you know, and just allowing it to be what it is, I think is really powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, moving your body. It's, it is once you can get past the self judgment because that's what we i think all women probably all go to that place first to like how i look how i'm moving is it good enough am i good enough and when we move past that place of judgment into just listening to our bodies and allowing our body to move as it wants to move. Yeah. Stuff is going to come up. You're going to process and things are going to shift for you. So it's, it's important to do that. And that's, that's also part of, you know, as an entrepreneur, we have to move our bodies. We have to get outside. We can't just sit at the computer. We have to move. And, And I like to call it a movement practice as well, because every day is different for me. And I allow my body to tell me, what am I going to do today for movement? It's an unnegotiable every day, one way or another, I'm moving my body. I do tend to like to walk outside every single day. Being outside in nature is something that I think that more people need to do. I feel like my, I have a backyard farm, so I'm outside in nature every day and I've got animals. So I got that box checked, but I also, when I travel and I meet other people, most people don't have land. Mm -hmm. Most people don't have space. And so that's something I really truly deeply find gratitude for that I get to wake up every day and have this. And that's something I feel like we need to make that space in our life. If you don't, intentionally go outside to connect with nature or to connect with the land. That's something that can truly transform your life and certainly your business, just getting outside in nature. We know the power of sitting by the beach and those powerful crashing waves and the sound that cleanses our system and the smell in the air and the sunlight. Like There are so many properties that show up when we do that. And we go to the beach and we feel better and we get these ideas and we feel expansive. And it's like, oh, but oh. also we could. Edit- <laughs> oh, that's about ideas. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. knew I was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we really have to intentionally create these spaces for ourselves. And even if you don't leave your own home, but you're creating a space where you can sit down and call in your happy place. And just feel it, feel that energy. And I know, so it's winter here, it's storming. I'm not going to be going for a walk, but I will be shoveling. I will be playing in the snow. Mm -hmm. I bought a treadmill this year for myself because I know I need to move my body even when I can't get outside. And what I have in my treadmill is a system that it takes you to outdoor places, whether it's a walk or a run. And then, then the treadmill magically moves to the altitude. Like it goes up and down and fast and slow at the pace that the, the person's going at, which is a crazy. Like how much I enjoy it. That's so great. But what it does, it is so great. And I was like, I didn't think I was going to enjoy this this much, but it's dark and cold outside here, but I'm in sunny Bryce Canyon seeing red rock and dirt right now. So like so is that the happening. Peloton? What is this? Because I'm no, like, this what is, is this amazing machine? It's <laughs> not. Go! I didn't get a Peloton because I was like, I'm not going to even use that feature. Well, I got it. It's called the ProForm, and it has a built-in iFit app. Like, it's got like a, I don't know, nine-inch screen, and it has the built-in iFit app. And so, I'm sure you can get the app on your phone and put on any like device. But I loved that it was like a combo thing and. It's helped me. I think it lights up like my prefrontal cortex to make me feel like I'm there. I bet it and, does. It's so, like my sense is like, I can smell dry dirt, you know, when you're in the desert. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am there I right can now. smell dry dirt. Yes. For those of you who like the smell of dry dirt. <laughs> it's very oh intoxicating for me.
1: <laughs> so good. I'm thinking about Graham's candy. Yeah. <laughs> Smelling that while you're while you're on the treadmill. And it is a treadmill.
0: <laughs> it is a treadmill. I didn't think that I was going to like it as much as I do. But I find myself like talking about it, you know, but that's just it is it's just like there's that missing
1: piece on a treadmill where you're like walking in a same room, right? That you're like, why would I want to walk in this same room? So yeah. you're, yeah. you're kind of walking in this almost like virtual reality.
0: Oh, that's a hundred percent what it is, and okay. it's it's. So do you know? Uh, not speaking of their Graham Graham McTavish. He's he was in he was in Lord of the Rings, and he played a main character in the the show with Scotland People. What is it called? There's a whole book series. People are probably screaming through their <laughs> <laughs> shirts right now. No. I have no idea. It's it was it was it's like a it's a great it's a series. Emily's
1: God. pulling up her phone. She's like it's going to drive me crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, it's going to drive the listeners crazy. They're going to find me and be like I can't even believe you didn't know this. It's called <laughs> Outlander. There oh, yes, Outlander, okay. which everybody okay. has told
1: me to watch a million times and I still haven't done it.
0: It's, it's delightful. So one of the main characters in Outlander is one of the guides on these hikes and we're hiking in Scotland up a hill. And so the whole hike, I'm at 10 incline and it's like 40 minutes and I could not care less. I'm just listening to him talk. He's talking about being trained. He's talking about the history of the land. Shut and up. I am getting one of these. It's like misty and green and rocky. And I'm like, I am kind of, I should, I'm okay, not Okay. You might as well give us your affiliate number right now. <laughs> I don't have, I
1: don't have. Damn, you need to get one, Em. You need to get one.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just bragging. But this isn't, it it's like, we have to find what works for us. And what works for us is different on a day-to-day basis. If we're listening intuitively, what does my body want today? And just listening to those little calls and they, they do help. I have to
1: say. Well, I mean, because I find myself in a complaint a lot about certain things, you you know, whether it's the meditation, right, like, as you can probably see, I have a curtain, I don't have a door. So my family is always in the kitchen on the other side of the curtain. So you can imagine, right, how peaceful it is sometimes. And then winter, New England, and I love the seasons. And sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm like, not gonna make it through another yeah. winter here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because there are days on end where I feel very stuck inside. I feel stuck in my energy. I feel yeah. uninspired. And honestly, having just tools, other tools at community to be with to kind of get me out of my funk is usually where is usually my go to. Yeah, yeah. Where I'll join somebody's zoom embodiment class or something because I'm like, I, I just I can't do this by myself.
0: Yeah, I am not a good person. If I don't go to a sunny place in the middle of winter, usually we go away in February. And, you know, I feel like that light activation when I'm in the sun. And it's like, because people who don't live around New England don't understand how dark it actually is. It's quite dark. It's very gray. And I, I know, like, wherever my soul came from, I forget which star it was, but apparently I also charge with the sunlight. I'm like, do most people not close their eyes and charge with the mm-hmm. sunlight? I'm like that's just mm-hmm. like a good thing that I do. So I really do need to be in sunlight, at least for a little chunk of time. And it helps to break it up. We actually just went to San Diego. So I am, I'm lit up right now. So good. But part of the meditation practice that you mentioned is like, we don't have to spend hours in meditation, we can set aside a minute, we can set aside time to just breathe. And then when we really feel called to open up that next level for us to move the energy through us. One of the meditations that I channeled a few years ago is called reboot. And it was during a mercury retrograde. So we know all these RE words revelation, right? We, we know that these RE words show up. And so I was like, oh, yeah, it was like one of those like, dumb moments. Where I'm like, Oh, right. It's called Mm -hmm. Reboot and Mm -hmm. it's in a, okay. And But what Reboot does is I go through all of your energy field, all your energy systems and clear, repair and align and balance them all. And the cool thing about it is it's about 10 minutes long. And the idea is that you play it every day for 90 minutes. And it doesn't matter if you play it while you're on a walk or cooking or going to bed or driving to work. As long as you play it, it will clear your system without you having to put any effort into it. And so my clients and my members, a master in ascension, love it because it's literally, it's so easy. And so like they have a system like brush teeth, plus press play, drop the kid off at school, press play. And it's just part of the ritual of the day to day. But what happens is when you start the day with clearing and repairing and aligning your system, you just show up better. You Mm -hmm. show up more in your power. You show up more confidently. You put out a better energy to the world as well. And that's truly one of my intentions is that as you're putting yourself out there in the world, doing it from a place that you feel your best, I feel like, don't you deserve to feel your best? Absolutely. Yeah. Who Who wouldn't want that is, you know, I love
1: this, Emily. Like there's so much I love about this conversation and it's not a conversation that we haven't had on the podcast before, but the way that you're, you know, the way that you engage with this work, what we were saying earlier is like, sometimes it's just, it's super helpful to just kind of see this work through another perspective and to, Mm. you know, and to have examples of how that then gets applied in our daily lives. And I'm curious too. I know you told us about the horse experience. I was gonna call it an incident, but then I just switched that <laughs> I just switched that on the fly. Please. It was kind of a it yeah, it was an incident, right? It was an experience incident. But was that kind of was that your first time connecting to that energy?
0: Uh that one specifically.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: So most of my life, i I didn't think that I had intuition. I didn't think that I was anything special until I was about eighteen. I started studying energy, well, more specific, more depth energy. Uh, studying. It was only when I looked back at my life and I was like, Oh, right. When I was a kid, I used to see my grandfather all the time. And my mom would be like, no, he's passed on. He's not here. And I'm like, well, he just told me something. So, and, and then I would be kind of taught to like, no, that's not it. It's not happening. It's just you. No, don't think about it. Don't feel that people would come to me when they were crossing over and I'd see them go. And and I wouldn't pay much attention to it. The first big awakening moment happened to me. It wasn't really an awakening moment. I feel like I was always quite awake. It was, and, and actually like in high school, I would spend my, you know, part-time job money on buying books on massage and alternative healing and crystals, like any normal teenager, right? <laughs> um <laughs> but I was I was on the woo spectrum at a very young age. Um but even like my kindergarten book, it was like I want to help people, I want to be a doctor so I can help people. I always knowing this about me, but I didn't really know like how to put it in a package. But there there was this incident that happened. I was on a healing table receiving energy healing. And this this guide came to me by the name of Johab. And when he came up, I was like, oh Jacob? Because a guide had never given me their name before until that point. And I was always kind of like, Are you my spirit guide? And it was never like a great Con- convincing conversation until he shows up, and I was like Jacob, and he's like Johab and he shows me J O H A B, and I was like okay, got it. Yell at me. It was like capital letters. He's yelling at me. I'm like okay, but he basically gave me the spirit dope slap, and he said basically, light workers be the light. And at that point, what that meant and what it still means is you are wasting your light by not shining it into the world. You need to be that light. You need to share that light and you're doing a disservice to yourself and to the world by not doing it. And at that point, you know, I had, I had all these, these trainings I had been doing healing work for a very long time, like 10 plus years. And yet I wasn't quite cracking the code to get it out there in the world. Mm -hmm. And And so that was a really, that was real big moment for me to start going, okay, I need to start listening to these little things that are occurring to me inwardly and multiple trainings. You know, I've done a lot of intuitive trainings. So, you know, while that horse thing had been a real big shift for me, there have been a lot of these kinds of crazy. We call it, that's what we say. We don't have a word for it. It was crazy. It, it, one of these, these things that, that sort of happen to me periodically. And the thing about when you start to really open up intuitively and spend serious time in meditation or investigating through your past lives, through the Akashic records, when we're doing some real deep work, it can open us up to learning more about ourselves. And there's things that show up in our minds. I that you can't unsee, you can't unfeel, and you can't unknow. No matter if somebody is like, yeah, you're not that thing. Or you didn't, He's like, well, I saw it and I felt it. And you can't, like, it's a bell you can't unring. Yeah. And so when we take that knowing with us, and then we can step up and go, okay, well, whew, I am here to serve at this high level and accept that. And like our human self, our ego is gonna be like, who do you think you are? We're not going to do that, mm-hmm. but we know we have to, and just like I feel like you know with the book for you it's like maybe there's doubt, maybe uncertainty, but like there's a part of you, and your higher self knows this has got to happen, it has to happen through you can't happen through me, I can't deliver into the world you you've got to do it,
1: yeah, you have to listen to that calling you do, you have to listen to that calling. I was I was listening to something the other day and it was from the Gospel of Thomas. It was coming through actually like a human design podcast hmm. and it was I was like god I got to look more into the Gospel of Thomas because he his gospel is so kind of just purely beautiful is my understanding of it and not so like convoluted and co-opted and the the quote or the verse in the gospel was something about, I'm going to butcher the hell out of it, but it's like, you know, if you don't share that light inside of you, that same thing will actually be your undoing. Mm. It was like this that everything will conspire to make that happen if you if you just believe you know that that's what you have to bring the world. otherwise mm-hmm. it will kind of like it will be the thing that when you don't share it will make you sick or it will make mm. you regret that you didn't do the thing that you knew was possible. And that that's it
0: for me with the book. I agree with that. I agree because my whole life it had I had felt that pressure. Yes, Like something you need to do something. And even when I started learning healing, we did this, this exercise where everyone sits and does this visualization of what you feel your practices going to feel and look like. And everybody went around the room one by one saying, this is what my room looks like is my salt lamp but I have a tapestry. And I'm like, Oh, I said, I did the, I think I did it wrong. I saw my name in big lights. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a room. And so it's like, we have to acknowledge that we have these visions and these things inside of us. And at that time I had no idea what to do with it, but it does happen over time where it kind of haunts you. And I tend, yeah, I tend to attract folks who are, They know they're here to make a big impact. They know there there's work to do. Maybe they don't exactly have their finger on it or aren't exactly doing it, but it's like, we need to nurture that out of ourselves and and just start Mm -hmm. and keep asking, well, who am I not to I mean, really that's at the end of the day, like, why not? Who are you not to do that? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's
1: really where I'm at is just, it's like, I can hear all the voices. I can hear all the saboteurs. I can hear all of the noise and that for me is my practice, especially before mm-hmm. I write. Is to just get yeah. quiet. Is to sit. Is to give myself permission. Is to kind of let let myself feel that levity come in, right? Yes. Because I do love I do love that expression, lighten up. But of course, I never got it until I was meditating, and I was, <laughs> and it was like some voice was like, lighten the fuck up, right? <laughs> and then when I let go inside of myself, I was like. Oh, like I've actually been holding on. Yeah. Even inside (laughs) myself, like containing it all, like putting (laughs) a lid on it all. It's like that, and feeling that energy to the point where I was like shaking. Yeah. Oh, that's this vibration, this energy that gives me the ability to kind of practice being in. Yes, right, exactly. powerful. It's and so even good. putting language to that, people are like, oh, I've felt that before, but I, I didn't know that was normal. It's just normalizing all of this. Absolutely. I mean, we've
0: grown up, speak when spoken to, oh. and don't have those feelings, or you're too much. And so we've- <laughs> No, I've never had that. Have you had that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah quite down. You're being a little <sighs> too much little extra, but like we've listened, we we've been indoctrinated our whole life. So of course we have that trauma. And of course we are being quiet. And of course we're bottling up. And of course we're, you know, trying to control ourselves and our emotions because we've got, oh God forbid, we have them and share them. You know, it's an unlearning and undoing of these processes to really come back to our true selves. And so I see my kids in their not filtered state and I'm like, oh gosh, that's awesome. You know, having a tantrum every five minutes sucks as a parent, but also you're like, good for you for feeling feelings. Mm -hmm. All right. Like Mm -hmm. expressing that. And, you know, as a parent, I'm like, okay, I'm not telling don't cry. Don't feel that. But like, all right. So you're, it seems like you're feeling a lot right now. You want to talk about it?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I know my parents never bothered to ask me or to say anything like that today. So I feel like,
1: no, it was go, go to your room until you can behave. Yeah, and you can really come like, out and behave yourself. Yep, you can, you know, yep. then you can join or, us. Or, you know, you,
0: you fall down, suck it up. We, we've sucked it up enough. Thanks. No more sucking it up. Thank you very much. But, but also when it comes to light work, because writing your book is a form of light work. Sharing your work in the world in any way is light work. And you don't have to be a healer to be called a light worker. It's sharing this light and wisdom that's coming through you as you're the conduit. You're this channel. But also understanding there are forces around us that are not light right? and that are consistently, constantly trying to squash out, dim, dull, and snuff out that light. And so you would be surprised. I mean, like I was telling you, I have friends who have written books. One of my friends, her second book, Launched. She has a huge publisher, this huge launch, all this marketing, like all this amazing publicity. I mean, 30 podcasts a week and TV shows, and like all the stuff. And one thing after the other, I mean, we lost count of all of the crazy, like we call it crazy stuff that happened to keep her message from going out there mm-hmm. to the point where like her publisher accidentally pre-released the Amazon books when they weren't supposed to, and then couldn't retract it and then finally retracted. it, but they should have been selling it like, uh, like on such a huge magnitude. Yeah. And so we also have to understand, like, we have to stay the course. We have to stay committed even when it is hard, because it truly does need to come out. And sometimes it almost looks like this resistance is pushing up against you to stop. But truly we have to understand like no, it's even more important now. Exactly. It's even more critical now because of it.
1: That's right. And and I think that is hard for people. I know it was for me to like rectify that idea or understanding that just as there are light forces, there are dark forces and mm-hmm. not letting us get too wrapped around the axle about it. Because there is some idea of like, allowing it is what they feed off of. And so, you know, if if we're going to go there, we might as well just frigging go there, right, Emily? Sure. But that that's actually where the practice becomes so important. And I think that we can forget that we're speaking. Spiritual beings having a human experience. It's not the other way around. And so, some of this spiritual hygiene and practice and helping people understand that some of the thoughts you even think are not yours, you know, they're like that's part of that energy that's wanting to kind of keep you from knowing your true power and potential. Because the more we can kind of keep a lid on all of that, the more we get the status quo, which Which is why we have, you know, war happening in the Ukraine right now. Mm. There's just ways that this continues to be perpetuated in the world, and that's why, you know, the more people that can give themselves permission to find their way, their intuition, their quiet inner voice, their guides, their practice, that's where we're going to start to see major shifts happen. Oh, for sure. Knowing that we are sovereign. In all ways. So Emily, one last question, which is what would you like our listeners to know about where they can find you and anything that they might be able to be exposed to of yours where they can kind of get a sample of as if this one isn't enough? (laughs) I know.
0: Well, we kind of beep up. We talked about a whole bunch of different things. I love Yeah, This is so amazing. Yeah. They can, you can always find more about me on my website, emilyarons.com. You want to Hear more of me. I have a podcast, the Aligned and Unstoppable Podcast, which Monica will be a guest on very soon. And really, I tend to hold, you know hang out on Instagram. I do some you know videos, some lives. I've been recently doing some live card readings with my Oracle Deck, Angels in Your Biz, and oh yes having fun with people, like popping on camera. And that's been really good. So that's been fun. Yeah. I was just going to say, um,
1: so to our listeners, I was watching Emily choose from this Oracle deck. And I was like, do you like that Oracle deck, you know, that you have angels in your business? And she's like, well, it is mine. And so she has her own Oracle deck, which you're going to send to me. And I'm so excited because, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's amazing. And how did that happen really quick? Like, how did, did oh. you just...
0: It was one of those things that was haunting me intuitively okay. for years. Yeah. And then I finally kept asking enough people how to do it. And somebody connected me to a person who was a distributor and printer and warehouse. And one of my good friends helped me to design the deck. And all the cards that I had channeled years prior suddenly were birthed. I, I did a whole podcast episode on like the specifics of how it happened, but you know, these cards are energy infused and they're for entrepreneurs. They're very simple to read and understand. The card for today for this podcast was gratitude, give thanks to all you have. Mm-hmm. And what this card really signals to to people is also this this next level that's coming in. So it's basically signaling, listen, there's so much more opening and coming in. Be here, be right now, be grateful for all the things you have, and then all the things that are also coming. So, yeah, so the the cards, I I love them. We've been working on wanting to do a rebrand for some time and looking at other distributors, man. And and there's just been so many other things that have been more of a priority. Mm -hmm. So, maybe later this year, I'll be uh, redesigning the deck and coming out with a brand new full of energy a version version two of the deck so i'm I'm excited for that to to come through
1: <laughs> oh I'm so excited for you that's amazing well this has just been so fun and yeah I love I love that we've been able to kind of bebop all over the place but also like just you know, tap into the juice that is your work. I love it Mm -hmm. all, Emily. Thank you so much. Thank you for your work in the world. Thank you for just sharing with us all of the all of the woo, right? Because I do. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I love when people come on who are like, this is me. And this is what you get. And I'm like, bring it, you know, and actually, my husband and I were talking the other night in bed, and he was going through all of the podcasts that have been the most favorite to him. And it's Mm -hmm. the people have that have brought their true, unique, personalities that it and I was like, you know, yeah, like there's something about the people who just were like, you know, and just <laughs> okay, came right. on and were like, this is this is the full shebang and it's just yeah. so, such a great energy. It's it you yeah. do feel it. It does <laughs> come through. Mm -hmm. So thank you again and thank you to our listeners and we'll be sure to put Emily's all of her links in the show notes, including the one to her Oracle deck and maybe even the podcast episode if we can find it that talks about your process. And until next time, more to be revealed. Thank you, Monica. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift, subscribe to our mailing list, or leave us a review on iTunes. We thank you for your generous listening, and as always, more to be revealed.